Where are all my lady listeners at? Because I am talking to you. Is your time of month an easy breezy situation? Or are you like me and for about a week before your period starts, all you want to do is stay in bed and also eat anything and everything. Or maybe you're experiencing the joys of menopause or that sneaky bee perimenopause. Well then ladies, you've got to try Hormone Harmony. Hormone Harmony is made by the Happy Mammoth Company, which I've been a big fan of for a while now. Hormone Harmony contains science-backed herbal extracts called aptogens. Now, here's the beauty about aptogens. They help the body adapt to any stressors like chaotic hormonal changes that happen naturally throughout a woman's life. So Hormone Harmony isn't just for menopause. Any woman with symptoms of hormonal imbalances can take it, but it's perfect for those horrible menopausal symptoms that put a woman's life on hold like hot flashes, night sweats, racing thoughts, low moods, poor sleep, feeling tired all the time, occasional bloating and gas, no desire to be in bed with someone. You know what I mean? Yes. Hormone harmony can help with all those things. And the biggest benefit is feeling like yourself again. That's what women mention over and over in their reviews. And there are over 17,000 reviews of Hormone Harmony. For a limited time, you can get 15% off your entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use code CLINK at checkout. That's happymammoth.com and use code CLINK for 15% off today. CLINK CLINK ladies. Listeners, I know we all love to clink clink, but maybe you're looking to clink clink and cut back. You know what I mean? Are you looking to cut back on alcohol this year? Well, recess is a great tool to assist you because recess mocktails are 0% alcohol made with real fruit, only 25 calories or less, sweetened with agave, infused with functional ingredients, and they taste just like your favorite cocktails, just without the alcohol. I love the Recess Paloma because I love the ritual of pouring myself a lovely drink to unwind. I love doing that every night. I think it's essential. Recess Zero Proof Craft Mocktails is my go-to to go chill. So get 15% off recess mocktails now at takearecess.com slash clink. And you too can enjoy your favorite cocktails without the consequences. Clink, clink. Hi, and welcome to Housewives of True Crime. Welcome. Welcome. I am Tabitha. Give me Dateline, white wine, and I'll pick up your kids in the carpool line. The next day, right? Yeah, the next day. Okay. And I am Gretchen. I like white wine, true crime, and in bed by nine because I have a lot of stuff to do in the morning. (laughs) (laughs) We are housewives of true crime. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. Welcome. Welcome. Housewives of True Crime. Back in action. Kids are back to school. Isn't it amazing? (laughs) Summer flew by like snails and snot. But isn't it amazing? My kids have only been back in school for two days. How much I have accomplished. Oh, I know. Seriously. Amazing. It's actually, I still have a kid home. So uh, but just having one kid is like, yeah, it's he's like, an easy oh, one. it's almost like having a, like, yeah. <laughs> at home. He lets me do what I needed to do. But 
Uh, if you have not listened to Patreon, uh, then you don't know that all the fun stuff that Gretchen and I have done um, in the last week, because we saw each other, you do know that from listening to last Monday's episode. Um, and if you haven't listened to Patreon and you want to hear more, go there. It's patreon.com forward slash housewives of true crime. You can also find us on Apple bonus, the clink clink club. You get the same information and you guys, you get all of our episodes ad free and a little bit early. So, I mean, if that's, that's worth it, right? Yes, Tab. It's worth <laughs> it. <laughs> okay. Let's talk about fun stuff now. Do I sound like I was on the price, right? You do sound like you <laughs> were on carry. the price is right. Yes, yes, yes. You, you are so good. Okay. Um, I had something funny just happen. What? It's kind of like tragic and funny. You know how those worlds collide sometimes? Yes, like tell me. A, a lot in our what we do. Um, okay, so I have this friend here who is, mm, I would say she's she's on the top five mom friends. Okay. And she's, go, she's going through the ringer. She's got some shit going on. And um, so I belong part to part of this group text and... They all made a separate group text without her on it that said, mm -hmm. hey, let's do something nice for her. If everybody could, you know, like Venmo me, I'll get her a Grubhub card and, you know, like whatever. Right. Right. So everyone, everyone, it's a great group of moms. So they're all over it. Okay. So then the mom who organized it in the morning sends out a text that says, guess what, guys? We, I can't believe it. We raised $900. I'm going to give her 500 in cash and a 400 Grubhub card at pickup today. She but sent it what? to the wrong text she string. Sent it to the, she sent it to the wrong text string. Yeah, <laughs> of course she did. That shit happens all the time. So then it's like all these screenshots and everyone going, crap, 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 unsend, unsend, delete. Ah, did she this delete is terrible. It? <laughs> well, she did, but I, whatever she did, it didn't work because I mean, it's still on mine. So I'm sure it's still on. Uh, uh, yeah, hers. Yeah, hers that too. Happens. That happens. You know, I was taken off of a text string for my birthday because they were like planning some stuff for my birthday. Mm -hmm. And then they never put me back on the text string. I kept texting on that string thinking I was on it. And I was like, you guys. I, you're planning all this stuff. I see you going. And they're like, no, you're on it. I'm like, no, I'm not. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I was just left out. You got to be careful with those texties. I know. I know. Anything you put in writing, really, you got you got to be careful dude. about. So true. Okay. So I wanted to tell you guys that you have to watch The Price is Right on November 15th. Gretchen and I are going to be on TV, but we cannot tell you in what type of fashion, but it is going to be worth it, right? It It, it is. <laughs> we are going to. Uh, and we'll talk all about it. To uh, the showdown or not. I don't know. Maybe the wheel was our deal. Maybe not. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe somebody next to us got real excited that's true maybe uh, not um the other thing i wanted to talk about real quick was gretchy and i went out um two nights in a row in the orange county one night we first went out and 
with her OC friends and we got real down at the Fast Times band, you know, with the Fast Times band. It's like the yeah. 80s cover band. Mm-hmm. They were real fun, real good. Spicoli was the singer. Gretchen was in love with the guitar player. You know, I'm a good sport, but but to be honest, (laughs) 90s music is really my jam. Like 80s is like, like I got to try real hard. Jesse's girl. Yeah, no, it's not. No, that's not. No, that's That's like all that. Okay. So anyways, this dude comes up to us near the end of the night. And I forgot about this. And he was like, hey, he comes up to me and he's like, hey, were you a model? I was like, oh, okay. (laughs) No. (laughs) <laughs> and then he's like, can I take you on a date? I was like, uh, no, she was loving it. Let's preface this. He was young. Well, yes, but he grabbed my hand, remember? And he's, you, he was like, oh, you're married. And then you're like, that's not the only reason. <laughs> but yes, he was young, fun, whatever. Like, okay. Um, went on our way. The very next night, Gretchen and I do a bunch of stuff. We went to the dive bar. Then we went to the Journey concert. Then we went to this other country bar in another city, you guys, like another Orange County city. And hot damn, somebody comes up to me and he's like, hey, were you a model? (laughs) Same flipping guy. Yeah. Same guy. So then Gretchen does, you know, what Gretchen does because she's smart. And she's like, wait, how old did you say you were yesterday? I don't believe you. Let me see your ID. Grabs his driver's license and is take like, a picture. Take a picture of this dude <laughs> because this is too weird. Like, is he a stalker? Does he mm-hmm. know where we are, how we are? What like how the hell did he get in the same place in two different cities? I think it was a quinky dink. She but. does. But let me tell you the one thing that was uh, sketching me out that night was that this young man said that he was out of work and he lived in another up, up area in North Orange County. Okay. Like suburbia. And-, and the address on his driver's license was a real nice address. Yeah. And so Gretchen's like, why would he say he lives in this one city? And not in the other. However, he was in his 20s. So I was like, dude, the guy has like parents. He's living with his friends. Maybe. I, I think I think that was the situation. There could be lots of reasons, though. <laughs> there could be. I don't know. Who knows? I mean, but remember when we were in our 20s? Did your address match where you lived? Mine my address, r- my address rarely matches where I live to date. True story. Yeah, you know, simple. when you like move every three or four years, it's like a, it's a real crapshoot. Yeah. Um. So yes, that there is a point to that, but it is. I'm trying not to even think about this because it is really weird. You, we were in two very random bars that are not even similar. No, like they're a not di- a total dive bar in a different town, and then a live music venue. So it's a little, it's a little sus. Yeah, it was weird. Yeah, it was definitely weird, but a story to tell for sure. Content, uh, content. Are you a model? <laughs> she That's his it. line. She loved it. Yeah, <laughs> I'll take it any day of the she week. She was but... the belle of the ball that night. <laughs> yep. Yeah. All yeah. right. Well, um, we are actually here to tell some crime stories. So should we get to it? 
We should, but one more thing. Yes, please. Listen, it, I'm not really, I actually am not really worried about whether he was or he wasn't, you know, some kind of, you know, stalker. serial stalker mm-hmm. because he knows I have a picture of his driver's license on my phone. So he's not going to fuck with me. This is true. Okay. But or I you. bet you you're going to see him again. I just have this. <laughs> How am I going to explain that to my husband? I forgot to ta- tell you about this guy that licked Tab's face and then we saw him the next night at the bar. Oh, yeah. I didn't mention that part. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I didn't tell him about him. I forgot. I actually forgot about that part. The guy. It's totally like, gross. You're really in. lucky you don't oh. have COVID. It's going around again. I know. He did like, <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I totally forgot about that. It was a little tipsy, but trust me, I did not like it. It was reciprocate. He, didn't like it. Very freaked out. Yeah. Even me out completely. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's get to the show. Okay. All right, Gretchy. We have a listener suggestion this week, all the way from the great state of Michigan. Shout out, Michigan. One of our favorite Disco Biscuits, Melissa Waldron, sent this one in on our Facebook group, which is usually where it's that's kind of like your space. You know, I take the the um, emails more, but I was kind of drawn to this crime, Um, possibly because the one who helped solve the case is not who you would expect. Okay. So this case comes out of a small town located in Grand, well, not in Grand Rapids, but like a little bit north of Grand Rapids. Because Grand Rapids is really big, right? Yeah, it's a big city. Okay. Uh, This place is called Sand Lake, and it's a real small town, like one of those, like, it's not even really a, it's not, I think it's like a, I don't know what they call it, but it's like a subset of a subset of a city has only less than 500 people so it's like less than my graduating class yeah Uh, small 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 Mm -hmm. and we're going back not too long just to the year of 2015 there was a 46 year old man living his life doing the best he could with the cards that he was dealt This fellow's name was Martin Durham. He went by Marty. Marty was a good looking guy, wore his hair long a lot of his life, sometimes had that um, mullet. Uh, But he must have been really good looking because that does not sound hot at all. I don't not with the mullet. I'm not I'm really not with the long hair. You know, I'm not either, but it did definitely work for him. Okay, like like who like Brett, whoever. What's his name? Brett Michaels. Yes, kind of works for him too. Yes, also like a Jared Leto works with the long hair. Right with Brett, I always wonder like, does he keep that bandana on when he's like banging you? Because I feel like he would have to. So I think he does because I have this feeling that he's bald on top and long on the bottom kind Mm -hmm. of thing. And so I don't think the bandana ever comes off. Marty would eventually cut his hair as he grew older and it was short when he was 46, 47, however old he is here. And he still was very, he's a cute guy. His dark hair, small nose, kind of like that, you know, those kind of features. He was also a real true Michigan man. He liked the outdoors. He loved to hunt. 
He had three kids with his first wife, Christina. The two married really young and they popped out two boys and a girl real quick. By 1995, when Marty was just 26 years old, he got in a very bad car accident, which left him disabled. He Mm. had some head trauma and some physical trauma. He was in a coma for a long time, which was really scary. But when he woke up, he was alive, which was great. But he had some challenges to overcome his brain. He had one of those traumatic brain injuries that left him a little foggy. um, But the physical damages really were what left him disabled. He had to learn how to walk again. He had surgeries. He had this brace on his leg that actually like, I think kept his legs straight so he could actually walk. Um, Mm -hmm. And he used a cane. Christina, his wife at the time, really had to take over and care for Marty during those years. And during those years of taking care of him, they grew apart, which I'm not really sure if it was the struggle of taking care of your husband that was totally capable before you guys got married. Well, that's got to be pretty stressful. I think so, too. Um, but they also had three kids. So that is also real stressful. Pretty stressful. Yeah. So whatever reason they grew apart and they separated, Christina would take the three kids with her and Marty would take their African gray parrot, which was originally Christina's from before they got married. But as uh, I would, as a mama bear, I would probably say, take the bird. I'll take the kids. Yeah, fine. I'm not really a bird person either. You're not, but Christina is. So, you know, she was kind of sad about it. She was. Yeah. I don't really get the bird thing. I mean, they're inside. They like, I feel bad for them. Like, don't they want to fly away? I know. They shit and squawk all the time. (laughs) It's like, it's so annoying. (laughs) You really have to be a bird person. Um, When I was 13, I... uh, cleaned this lady's house for money and she had a bird and she that was one of my jobs that I had to do was like go and clean her bird's cage and she had one of those African grays the bird was cool because it talked you know to be like hello hello but dude I think it definitely made me not a bird person I was like yeah I don't yeah it's a lot and I do feel bad I feel like if you have wings you should be able to fly but You know, I'm just, I'm not very good outside of like the dogs and cats. Like really, I the babysitter while we were at The Price is Right took my kids to the pet store and they are Googling chameleons every day. Mm-mm. 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 Not going to no. do it. Not going to do it. Two I'm fish gonna... and a dog. Yeah. We're good. Fish are also hard. So yeah, I, I just, if you're a, a pet person, good on you. I am forced to be a pet person because my Mm -hmm. kids like it. So anyways, after Marty's divorce, he got in touch with an old fling. Her name was Glenna. According to a Facebook page called Justice for Marty Durham, Glenna and Marty had a real quick love affair back when they were about 18 years old. Nothing serious because Glenna was actually married at the time with a kid. Glenna would eventually have another kid by the time Marty and her rekindled their old fast flame. 
Glenna was stoked to see Cutie Patootie Marty back on the market. And although her kids were still young, she decided that Marty was the package worth jumping ship for. Marty and Glenna got hitched and lived happily ever after. Isn't that just such a slap in the face, though? I'm feeling sorry for Christina. My husband gets back with his ex. I, as soon as I he finds her on Facebook, which I don't think she's on Facebook because I've looked for her. Uh, <laughs> uh, I would hate that. Get somebody new. <laughs> fresh meat. Okay. Um, At least do that. Well, go back. He sh- well, he should have. Okay. Then, let's it just say fe- that. then it feels like it was like you, you were never over her. You never loved me. Oh, I don't oh. think that's true. I think, you know, she was the one night stand before, but also they didn't live happily ever after or they wouldn't be on this podcast. Right. So, okay. That would have been nice. Um, but their love affair, unfortunately did not end in a happily ever after. Let me tell you at first, these two did like to do a lot of the same things together. Actually, for their whole marriage, they like to do these things together. They love to gamble. They love to hunt. And they like to sell pills. Actually, that's how they made some of their money. You see, uh, Glenna did get insurance money from taking care of Marty um, from his disability. And he got some disability money also, which totaled about $4,000 a month. This I read from a few media sources. I think that actually four grand is, is pretty damn good. Uh, especially in Michigan. I feel like that you could, you could live off of that. And, um, okay. So yeah. Yeah. Okay. So she's, she's willing to be a party to his collecting checks and taking care of him is being a caretaker is a job. Yeah. But maybe you need a side hustle selling pills. Oi. Yeah. Yeah, maybe try selling ugly leggings or like whatever, something else. Yeah, I think one coin. Pills, I think just pills are pretty um pricey, so you can make a pretty good living selling some pills. You want to hear something uh, crazy? My kid's what? got an ear infection, and I asked the doctor. She's not been sleeping. I said, "Can we just? Can you prescribe her something for pain?" I mean, when I was a kid, they handed out that Tylenol with codeine cough syrup, like. Yeah. Nothing, right? Did they say no and could do barbecue? He, he's all he's like, nope, I've been to too many funerals. I was like, okay. Oh. Not even like extra extra strength Motrin? Nothing. Funerals for who? The parents that are popping. Kids. He's instead? like thinks like he's like if there was an option, he told me if there was an option between, you know, Motrin and uh coding, I would give it to you, but there's not. So suck it up, buttercup. Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, but maybe we all need that. I mean, it, it's a, the pills is a crisis, so they're not even going to get a taste. These kids. Yeah. yeah I They'll guess. never know. Okay. Well, uh, they didn't have a problem prescribing them for Marty. Mm-hmm. Let me just tell you, he had a plethora of them. Um, Marty owned this house that him and Glenna lived in. Um, although they'd still had a mortgage, it was a very low mortgage. Their other big expense that they needed to sell the pills for was the gambling, Gretchy. Then they're so, not very good at it. Need a new hobby. So Glenna sold Marty's pills. Um, he had multiple prescriptions for that chronic pain from the accident. But 
I think what he did was what Willow did and took some Motrin instead of the good stuff and made some additional income. And it's totally against the law. So I do not suggest this. Uh, We also have a crazy opioid crisis like you were talking about. So it's probably not a good idea. Also, you know, if you sell these pills on the side and somebody does end up having a funeral, you could be liable for their death. Yeah. 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 It's really tragic. But if it wasn't pills, we were talking about something else like uh, broccoli, like you just you ate green beans instead or whatever and sold. I mean, it kind of makes sense from a business point of view. I mean, you're getting it (laughs) subsidized. It's true. But it's not a good idea. Okay. It's not. Um, But it did help with their expenses. Glenna also ran all their finances for their household. So she brought the groceries, paid the bills, the mortgage, and saved the cash for a rainy day. By 2015, Glenna's mismanagement of the Durham's finances were all about to come to head when Marty's mom and relatives saw in the local paper that Marty's house was about to go up for auction. Marty's mom immediately called Marty and asked, what the heck is going on, son? Your address is in the paper. How could this be? I mean, Marty's house was his pride and joy. He bought that house after that accident with some insurance money. And Marty was one of those guys like Jeremiah, like he liked to hang out in the garage, talk to neighbors. Mm-hmm. He, you know, like he loved the house and the being a part of it. And that was like his jam every day. He also had one of those ride on lawnmowers. It was oh, a big that's Jeremiah's effing dream. <laughs> yeah. The ride on lawnmower. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this guy had one of those and he would even go to the neighbor's yard and mow their yard also with his ride on mower. And actually one of their neighbors was like their besties. So besides his kid, well, who house... wouldn't want to be friends with somebody who's got the ride on lawnmower? Totally. That should be your new best friend. <laughs> That's awesome. You know, I'm afraid too many people are going to start liking me disingenuously because of my new ice maker. Yeah. Gretchen just, just got the, uh, and, and <laughs> which is crazy because she wouldn't even pay for the I damn kid. three, $300. Yeah. Um, well, this the, was free. Yeah. It's an industrial mm-hmm. ice maker. That's right. Telling all you my know, friends, don't the go to the gas that... station, go to my garage, fill up your coolers. Yeah. You fill up the I got cooler you covered. Yeah. It's awesome. Uh, she mm-hmm. hasn't plugged it in for sure. Yeah, to make sure it actually works, but she does have it. Oh, the husband had like the neighbor over. They were talking about it. There's like a part they have to order. He'll make oh, it happen. Okay. okay, yeah, he will. He's very good like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so reading the foreclosure auction notice was a total shock to Marty's mom as well as Marty when his mom called. Marty also, you know, immediately questions Glenna and she says, no way, this must be a misprint in the paper. So the two of them drove down to Marty's mom's house to get the paper to see for themselves. Well, sure as shit, their address was in the paper. So Glenna calls up the paper to straighten things out. But when the second notice showed up at their door stating that their house was about to be foreclosed on, it was hard for Glenna to keep that lie going. But she sure tried. She ripped up the letter, 
She said she was calling the mortgage company because they had something twisted. Glenna, the jig is up. I mean, they're going to like the notice comes to your door. You cannot you cannot hide that. Maybe a couple delinquent notices, but it's uh, you got to tell the truth. Yeah, she also did have those delinquent notices that come in the mail ripped up in her underwear drawer. So Mr. Marty could not find them. Well, the night of the 11th, it seemed like everything was pretty normal. Marty and Glenna went across the street to their neighbors, their good friends, Connie and Keith, to say hello, hang out for a bit. Glenna was complaining about the insurance company not sending her monthly check for taking care of Marty. And Marty was saying something about a realtor stopping by to check on the sale of their property. And he really didn't understand what the mix-up was. Why did they have their mm -hmm. house on the foreclosure list? Those realtors be circling all the time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they are. The two left Connie and Keith around 9, 9 9.15 at night. Well, the next morning when Keith texted Marty at 8.30 a.m. like they usually do, you know, are there the buds that like hanging out? What's up? You up? You in your garage? Marty didn't respond, and that was unusual for Marty. So Connie went by the Durham's house to check on them later that day, and there were no signs of Marty or Glenna, and the door was locked. So then the next day, May 13th, Connie went back to see if either of them were home, and this time the door was unlocked. Connie walked in, I assume probably calling their names, and when she walked in the bedroom, she was shocked. Marty was lying next to his bed, clearly dead. And Glenna was slumped over, bleeding from her head and dead too. Ooh. Listeners, have you checked out Rakuten yet? Because Rakuten is where it's at. It's my go-to way to save on top of sales. That's why Rakuten is the smartest way to shop and the most rewarding way to save because members earn cash back on everything they buy. Rakuten is a shopping platform that partners with over 3,500 stores that I know I shop at online like Saks Fifth, Macy's, Best Buy. You know, we are already online shopping at our favorite stores, so why not be saving while doing it? How it works is the stores pay Rakuten a commission for sending them shoppers and Rakuten shares the commission with its members. You get paid via check or PayPal quarterly. Rakuten has over 17 million members saving and Rakuten members have earned over 4.6 billion in cash back, y'all. Membership is free and it's easy to sign up. Start all your shopping at Rakuten.com or get the Rakuten app to start saving today and your cash back really adds up. Clink, clink. Listeners, today's episode is sponsored by Acorns. Are you busy? Well, of course you are. And if you're like me, that means you put off investing because maybe it just doesn't seem urgent or it's intimidating. Enter Acorns. Acorns makes it easy to start automatically saving and investing for your future. You don't need a lot of money or expertise to invest with Acorns. In fact, you can get started with just spare change. Acorns recommends an expert-built portfolio that fits you and your money goals, then automatically invests your money for you. What I love about Acorns is that it gives you the tool to give your money a chance to grow. You don't have to start with a lot. Just start. Believe me, it feels great. Head to acorns.com slash clink or download the Acorns app to start saving and investing for your future today. Client testimonial may not be representative of all clients. Tier one compensation provided. Compensation provided 
provides an incentive to positively promote Acorns. View important disclosures at acorns.com slash clink. Investing involves risk, including the loss of the principal. Please consider your objectives, risk tolerance, and Acorns fees before investing. Acorns Advisors, LLC, Acorns is an SEC registered investment advisor. Brokerage services are provided to clients of Acorns by Acorns Securities, LLC, member FINRA slash SIPC. For more information, visit acorns.com. Connie immediately ran out of the house as fast as she could down the street where there were some firefighters putting out a garage fire. And then they ran over to the house, uh, went inside, saw what they saw, called for police dispatch stating two were DOA, dead on arrival. Bad day on that street. Right. I know. Garage fire and two people dead. What are the chances? It's probably the realtor. (laughs) (laughs) I'm getting in before, right? I need two houses, actually. Let's let's, let's start this fire. Um, When the police got in the house, they knew that this was a crime scene. Marty was lying near the edge of his bed. In just his underwear, his brace was off of his leg and there were five bullet wounds to his body. He also looked to have been deceased for a while. When they went over to Glenna, she was lying with a blanket atop of her and what looked to be a bullet, possibly two in the right side of her head, right above her ear. At first, they didn't touch or move the bodies. They were just kind of searching for evidence. But after about 45 minutes to an hour, an officer went over to touch Glenna and her eyes shot open and she started screaming for Marty. Oh, shit. <laughs> Could you imagine, dude? Um, I can imagine that. Who the, pronounced uh, them DOA is in trouble. I know, dude. Like nobody actually checked their pulse. They just kind of assumed, which was definitely a mistake on the part of the. Of everyone. Of everyone. Um, however, I don't think it changes anything. Right. I mean. Unless she bled out it. in between, you know. Yeah, so she didn't. So she's okay. Still yeah, alive. so okay. Yeah, locked out. Okay. You have heard me talk about my language learning skills with Rosetta Stone, and I'm telling you, I'm getting really good at it. I learned a little bit of Japanese before we went to Japan last year, and I really love the French language. So I'm learning French at the moment. Bonjour, bonsoir. I'm even getting a little bit of the accent down. Not very good, but I'm I'm getting there. And with Rosetta Stone, it makes it so easy. I download it on my phone. I learn it in the car. It is awesome. You can do it on your desktop, wherever you find it convenient. They are there for you. And they have 25 languages, you guys, that you can use. And right now they are giving a lifetime membership for 50% off. So you can learn as many languages as you want for your entire life, which is amazing. And the best part is it starts off, you know, with just words and then phrases and then sentences. And then you should be able to have a conversation with somebody that also knows the language, which is, you know, my entire goal. So don't put off learning that language. There is no better time than right now. Seriously, 
Get started before your summer vacay. The, our listeners get 50% off the lifetime membership. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem it today at rosettastone.com forward slash today. This episode is sponsored by Astapro. Thanks Astapro for providing Tab and I with samples. Shout out to all my allergy suffering friends out there. You know how they say it's that time of year for allergies? Well, for me, it sort of feels like it's always that time of year. I thought I had tried everything until I recently discovered Astapro. Astapro is the first of its kind nasal allergy spray. It is the fastest 24-hour over-the-counter allergy spray. It starts working in 30 minutes while other allergy sprays take hours. Astapro is the first and only 24-hour steroid-free allergy spray. Astapro delivers full prescription strength, indoor and outdoor allergy relief from nasal congestion, runny and itchy nose, and sneezing. Get fast-acting nasal allergy symptom relief with Astapro. Go to astaproallergy.com for a discount so you can Astapro and go today. That's A-S-T-E-P-R-O allergy.com. Astapro and go. It's faster, bro. Use as directed for relief of nasal congestion, runny nose, sneezing, and itchy nose due to allergies. Clink, clink. Listeners, did you know that an estimated 5 billion plastic hand soap and cleaning bottles are thrown away each year? And if that's not bad enough, most cleaning formulas are 90% water, which is heavy to ship, leading to excessive carbon emissions. Plus, those products are often filled with nasty ingredients like chlorine and ammonia. That's a lose-lose situation for you and the planet. Nobody's trying to have that. Enter Blue Land. Blue Land is on a mission to eliminate single-use plastic by reinventing cleaning essentials to be better for you and the planet with the same powerful clean you're used to. The idea is simple. They offer refillable cleaning products with a beautiful cohesive design that looks great on your counter. Fill your reusable bottles with water, drop in the tablets, and wait for them to dissolve. Genius! You'll never have to grab bulky cleaning supplies on your grocery run again. Refills start at just $2.25. Blue Land is trusted in over 1 million homes, including mine, y'all. When I received my first shipment of Blue Land, I was blown away by how this simple concept just makes so much sense. It's so easy. You just drop the tablet into the stylish functional bottles and get your clean on. I love the subscription option because I am not trying to get one more bulky item in my cart. Blue Land products really get the job done and leave my home smelling so fresh and clean. Blue Land has a special offer for our listeners. Right now, get 15% off your first order by going to blueland.com slash clink. You won't want to miss this, guys. Blueland.com slash clink for 15% off. So obviously, they immediately call for help. They take Glenna straight to the hospital. And according to the records, Glenna would just be screaming Marty's name the entire way. She was pretty combative in the ambulance. So they had to strap her down and back at the house. It's like, was it a robbery gone wrong? What did somebody want their pills? Did they want their money? Um, or was it what it looked like to be a murder suicide? Police did search the house and they found the murder weapon in the living room they collected that and the cell phones of both Marty and Glenna. They also took a lot of pictures of the crime scene and really kind of tore through the house looking for evidence. But what the police didn't take was 
well, they didn't actually take anything more than that, which I kind of think is like, are you supposed to collect everything? If you think this is a murder? So I think the detectives were a little inexperienced. We know that they didn't take much because the very next day, they allowed Marty's kids to access the house to get the pet parrot out. And his children, who are grown, they're adults at this time, found a lot of things, including evidence um, that was overlooked by the police. First, they noticed a large manila envelope in the middle of the living room floor. Uh, It is in the crime scene photos as well. They just didn't collect it or look inside. And it was addressed to the mother of Glenna and had three notes in it, one for each of her children and one to her ex-husband. Glenna had two kids of her own. The ones um, to her kids apologized for not being being there for them for the past 12 years and that she was sorry. And then one to the ex-husband that said, please take care of our children and our grandchildren. So Marty's kids immediately called the police to turn in these notes and turn them over to the police. There were also a few thousand dollars in an envelope next to those notes. Uh, Marty's kids took the money. And according to that Facebook page I was talking to you about, they also asked the police at the time when they called them to like, Tell them about this, like what seems to be suicide notes, right? They also asked to get into the safe, which the police instructed them to do so. And they took out whatever cash was in there, which was about like 1400 bucks. All in all, it was a few thousand dollars. And I mean, I I think I would have taken it, right? Well, I mean, at least taken it and held it and then thought about what, who the rightful beneficiary should be. But I mean, what a how crazy that this is like a murder suicide and the suicide, except it's not. Except it's not right. <laughs> except now it turns into being a murder. That's like that. Yeah, that is really bad. Yeah. So this whole taking of the money did got, get a lot of uh, media hatred towards the children saying that they stole the money. But I think if I was in their position and I went to go get a bird and I saw these suicide notes and I was like, dude, it's not like a robbery. This chick murdered my dad. She also has two kids of her own. This money belongs to us. We're the next of kin, right? Like they got a funeral to pay for and stuff like that. I think it's shady if they keep it a secret. Well, they did not. I don't think they told the police that they took it, but I don't know if it's, I don't know, like, I don't know if I would have even thought to tell the police, like, of course, I'll tell the police that about these notes, because that's evidence. You know that you need to tell the police. But I mean, I I think you should volunteer everything to the police, but I can overlook them not telling the police as long as everyone in the family knew. Oh, yeah. It was like, this is how, yeah, this is how much money we found, you know, et cetera. So that it's like, because that's who, listen, you're more... You're, you feel like you're more worried about pissing off Aunt Sally I know. Than, than the detective, okay? Right. Like, right. people get kooky about money when people this go passing true. away. This is true. Yes, you're right. Yeah. So there was no doubt in their mind that Glenna was the culprit in this murder-suicide, suicide that didn't take, now just murder, right? So... Back at the hospital where Glenna was um, taken, there was a little bit of controversy here. 
according to a documentary that I watched and according to Glenna's side, uh, she was placed in a coma and she has no memory of what happened. She was in an induced coma. That's pretty common. Yeah, I think so. However, Mm -hmm. in some court records, there were records of police questioning her in the hospital when she was in this so-called coma. So I'm not sure. All I know is that Gwenna Glenna wasn't talking. She, um, all she wanted to say was that, you know, where's Marty kind of thing and had no recollection of what actually happened. After Glenna was released from the hospital, she would be questioned again and basically still had no answers. She had a list of people that she thought were possible suspects besides herself, like the people she sold drugs to uh, and Marty's kids. She would try to put the blame on anyone she could, even her own family. But the fact of the matter really was that all fingers kind of pointed to her. Hello. If it w- Hello, what? Yes. No, I mean, just like, hello. Yeah, they're all pointing to you. Bullet (laughs) wounds through the head, the suicide notes. Yeah, it's not looking good. It look, it's, this is why you shouldn't murder suicide. Just suicide, if you must. Right? Yeah, like, come on. If you were going to do it to yourself, like, then. If they're still alive, let it go. Yeah, he's going to lose his house. He'll, he'll be mad at you and you'll be gone. Mm -hmm. Um. Also, if it was a drug deal gone bad or someone robbing them, there were thousands of dollars left in plain sight. And in all of the crime scene photos, there's hundreds of pills in a bottle just sitting there like two, like two or three bottles of pills with lots of pills. So somebody would have taken those. That should show you what an opioid crisis is, really. If this guy can just take the Motrin and be okay and have all those extra pills... Yeah. Shows you it's overprescribed. Yeah, it is. Also, his guns were still in the house. The gun that was used to shoot both of them was still in the house. Um, You could see it all, you know, in the crime scene photos. So even though the suspicions were high, nothing was really happening and months passed. You know, sometimes it takes a media uproar to get the ball moving in any town. doesn't even matter if it's small or big. Like when the media comes rocking, the police come a knocking. We saw that with the Kristen Smart case, right? Like that was great example. Mm-hmm. 20 something years old until that podcast came out and people started talking about it. So Anyways, uh, Marty's parents decided to give an interview to a local news station regarding their son and their suspicions. And his old pet parent's own testimony. That's right. Shut it. Okay. The parrot had a testimony. He actually went to Christina, his ex-wife's house, the first, you know, his first wife, the parrot's original owner. And when she got the parrot back, it repeated a scene that sounded like two people fighting in two different voices. One of these voices being Glenna's and the other voice being Marty. Christina would actually set up her phone 
one night to get the recording of the bird repeating these words so she could actually listen slower to see what it was saying. And I'm going to play it for you. His parents actually released this video to the to the media. Okay. I have thoughts. (laughs) (laughs) First of all, I mean, uh, the beginning was like pretty, it was hard to whatever, but at the end, it's pretty clear that the, it is like in a man's voice saying, don't fucking shoot. Right. Yes. That is so so crazy. I'm still not a bird person. That (laughs) is fucking scary. Nuts, you could right? never, you can't do shit. That's worse than your cell phone <laughs> listening in all the time. This shit, repeating it back. I know, but it's not common for birds to recount something so vividly like that. That is uh, Christina and their whole entire family feel like the bird was traumatized from the experience that he had. Bud is the bird's name. And These African gray parrots are extremely smart animals. Bud even remembered Christina from years, like 12 years prior when she had him with Marty. So he did consistently repeat that and yell out like that um, for a good amount of time, but he's better now. He doesn't, it's like almost like the bird had like PTSD, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's nuts. (laughs) It's nuts. But that is really what uh, got this, um, the media to go wild. And although I think it got their family a little bit stressed because of the bird and the media, and it's like, no, the bird didn't solve this crime, but the bird did have something to do with solving this crime. So the parrot wasn't the only evidence to this twisted tale. Um, The fact of the matter was that Glenna was hiding the fact that she blew through all the money they had. She didn't pay the mortgage for over a year on their house. And she gambled a lot more than anyone knew. Uh, One year, she actually gambled away $75,000 So sure, Marty went to the casino with Glenna, but uh, he was pretty conservative from what people say about his spending. And Glenna was betting the house, 
Like literally. Yeah. So the pressure was building for Glenna and knowing that the house was about to be sold right under their feet. Marty had no idea. He actually just painted the bathroom like the day before he was murdered. There was nothing packed, no signs that he had any idea that Glenna was lying. The house was going up for auction the day that Glenna pulled the trigger on her husband, leaving five bullets in his body. And from the looks of it, um, from all the evidence, it looked like she went home from the neighbor's house and was up all night trying to figure out what the fuck to do. Um, her, her mom texted her around 1140 on May 12th and then sometime around 330 in the morning, she started looking up about this gun that she had taken out of this safe, this like Rigger gun, Ruger, um, a Ruger. Oh yeah. Ruger, Ruger, Ruger. Um, she texted her mom back from that 1140 text at 328 in the morning She then searched Ruger safety and other information about the gun for about four to five minutes. And then at 4.48 a.m., she texted her mom again saying, love you, sorry. Her mom thought um, she was talking about her gambling debt. And I guess she told her parents that she threw away 600 bucks in the trash, which I don't know if she did or not. Who knows? Um, but I think she said, love you, sorry, because she killed Marty or she was just about to kill Marty. Nine seconds after she, um, texted her mom, she searched again about the gun. And then from there it went, her texting went silent and her phone usage went silent. She did. So did she like immediately shoot herself? I don't know. Listen, if she just, if you take the Marty part out of the equation, I mean, girlfriend has a gambling addiction, which is an addiction. Mm-hmm. She is under, I mean, the worst that being under a pile of debt is so freaking stressful. You know, right. she's ashamed, whatever. I mean, there's a lot to feel sorry for her for, right? except the Marty thing. That's that that yeah, that's where know. it gets that's where it it's bad. It's it's real bad. It's real bad. Yeah. So we don't know when she shot herself. Somehow the gun was found in the living room and the two were found in the bedroom. Now remember Connie's first claims were that she found Glenna sitting up slumped over. But when the emergency personnel came in, They say she was lying on her back with a blanket over her, basically playing dead. So Glenna, I mean, it doesn't change the fact like, I mean, obviously she was alive. Glenna was arrested months after she killed Marty. And only after the media frenzy of Bud the Parrot repeating his owner's final words, which you caught, Gretchy, don't shoot. It was don't fucking shoot. Don't fucking shoot. I could be a court reporter. <laughs> but so she didn't have any massive injuries or whatever okay, left over so, from. So the crazy thing is, is she didn't. She like she had shot herself in she, it was a miracle, really. Like she shot herself in the head through a pillow and d- 
didn't hit any arteries or anything. And a medical examiner or a, a medical like personnel, like some neurological person said her wounds were like basically superficial and she could have got up and, you know, tried to put the gun somewhere. And since she didn't die, you know, figure out like how to survive. I don't know. Like, that's the weird thing about it. I'll tell you. Well, it would seem to me if she didn't plan on surviving, if your intention was to take your life, then, and you were still able, yeah, try again, try harder. Well, supposedly there are two shots to her head. Um, I have not read the, I think because she's still alive, we can't really, still HIPAA. So at first it said there was two wounds to her head. Um, what you can see, cause I did see the crime scene photos. Like I can see a shot that kind of grazed her ear and then into the back of her ear. Um, so I, I mean, okay. I don't know. I don't know. Marty's family. I will tell you, they've been through the ringer, which you see with a lot of victims for one, Glenna tried to claim that his kids killed him for money because they came and took that money, which was, oh, and they said, and I think they tried to say that they took money out of Glenna's purse, but Glenna's purse was actually taken with the um, police. So that is false. They, you know, they only came in to take the bird and they found the suicide notes, then ended up taking the money. I mean, like I said, I would do it too. They, have had to deal with Glenna's family really trying to not take uh, accountability for their family member doing this. Um, And I understand that part too. Like you don't want to believe that one of your loved ones is able to do something like this. You know, murder is the ultimate sin. And yes, it was murder suicide that suicide went wrong, but you still cannot imagine that somebody is capable of it. But let me tell you, people are freaking capable of it. We talk a lot about it. Even people that you would never think would do something like that. Um, Glenna's family has also questioned the fact that there are no fingerprints on either of the phones, but maybe she wiped them clean. We don't know. They, um, they want to point fingers to like somebody that they sold drugs to, or even their own family members. Um, there have been podcasts on this story and the family typically does not like how the podcasts have told them. There's also been a, like a docu series on it. Um, or it's just like one episode on ID and they really were excited when it was coming out. They thought that they were going to tell Marty's story the way that they thought it should be told. And it wasn't, I watched it. There's a guy on there that claims to be like, like a cousin, best friend of Marty. And they were so close and he knew everything about Marty and Glenna. He talked about Glenna a lot and how they have the wrong person in jail. And it turns out from Marty's Facebook page, I think that's actually Glenna's brother which they don't make message of in the ID channel. So it's like, dude, that's, that's not, that's not cool. Yeah. Of course, Glenna's brother is going to say she's innocent, you know? Yeah. So they're real pissed about that. Um, They're also pissed about media saying the bird solved the case. 
but I mean, kind of helped, I think. Yeah. Um, but on the bright side of things, Marty's kids are freaking killing it in life. I mean, they post a ton of pictures of all of Marty's children and his grandchildren. They have the most beautiful families with the most beautiful children. His ex-wife, Christina, also is on there a lot. And she is a real disco biscuit. I mean, much better looking than uh, Glenna. I mean, she she's looking real good even now. She's in her 50s. So anyways, I hope I told their dad's story well. Um, okay, but wait, so Glenna and, was... Yes, so Glenna was sentenced to life in prison. She is 55 now and she's still sitting in prison. I got a lot of my my story from their Facebook page, but I also did watch that documentary and I read case files. I did read a bazillion news reports and I even re- read her appeals reports, which she is trying to appeal Okay, so um, she's still con- is she still contending? She's still contending yeah. that it was, yeah. But that's that's and normal she has no or... she has no recollection of like, oh oh I forgot you told me she said the kids she did what it. oh that's she her said, like oh, explanation yeah, for like on. what his yeah. kids did not kill him come on, um, or some what her brother says on the documentary or whoever this guy was um he wants to say it's somebody in the drug world that they were selling drugs to, they would have taken the pills. You know, it's, it's not. And then why five times at Marty and then in like his body and then like to the head of side of her head. No, it's that's and through a pillow and through a pillow. Yeah. It doesn't, that's not happening. (laughs) So, yeah. So, um, that is the story of, uh, Marty Durham and Glenna Durham, who is still sitting in prison and it's not doing well for her. She's, you know, prison sucks, man. Yeah. I mean, especially in Michigan, not much sunlight. They probably don't get, I mean, you know, feel like you get real pasty. Um, mm, she's Native well, American, it's really, so she has that beautiful skin. So she's not going to be oh, pasty ever. Lucky but. duck. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, you know, maybe I was picturing her like that because when you say Glenna, I thought, it, like Glenda. Glenda the Good Witch, yeah. <laughs> I think it's Glinda. But, oh yeah, you it know, is Glinda. Similar, yeah. Mm. Um. All right, so that's it. If you we guys got the want... witch part right, not the yeah, good. it's true, it's true. <laughs> not the good witch. She's the bad witch. Which isn't Glinda. Kind of does turn out to be the bad witch in Wicked. Yeah. If you haven't seen Wicked, you should. It's a very good musical. And if you haven't checked out our Patreon, you should. And if you haven't checked out our YouTube, you should. You'll see our bright and shiny faces. And if Ooh, we have a co-star today. We do, Scout. She's alive and well. And look at her. She looks so cute. You got to go to YouTube so you can just see Gretchy's pooch. Um, she is a cute one. Mm-hmm. And follow us on all of the things. Also, we are going to be at CrimeCon Kai's and it is coming up soon. It is in Florida, Orlando on September 22nd. We will be there. You should be there or be square. We will be talking to all of you guys and we'd love to hang out. We're going to have a meet and greet. We're going to do lots of fun stuff. So I hope you will join us. Um, Even if you just come down and you live in Florida, just come down to Orlando. 
check us out. It's a good yeah. time too. There's lots of good stuff. I think they have, um, I was looking at some of the guests that they have. It's going to be a good one. I'll tell you next time after I remember. Okay. Sounds um, cool. Hope we okay. find a good bar. 80s band. 90s. 90s. And if that guy is there. Oh I'm, my gosh. I'm going to go Glinda on his ass. Okay. <laughs> we did not even talk about going to Orange County before we got there. So he's definitely not a stalker on the podcast. Mm-hmm. All right. And I don't even think I ever told him my name. So I think we're okay. 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 All right. Clink, clink. Clink, clink. <laughs>